Welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. I think it's about this stage where you think about going back to tell the you before kids that what you thought was being tired and busy was nothing compared to this. Oh yeah, suddenly you realise what tiredness really is and how shocking it is to never get any respite. So this week we have a newborn who is 10 weeks old. Once they move out of those 0-3 month clothes, then the newborn stage is over in my mind. So enjoy the last two weeks of newbornness. Although they vary so much, don't they? Yeah, I know some who are too big for newborn clothes right from the start, and some who are still in them weeks after birth. Okay, so this week we're talking partners and how it's possible to hate them, <laughs> and totally unrelated, losing weight post-birth. But first, let's hear it for baby. What's happening for baby? Your little one's not going to be starving on Strictly anytime soon, but her little movements are definitely pretty smooth now. You may notice her arms and legs moving in circles, especially when she's watching people. All this exercise is helping her on her way to becoming more mobile. Yeah, and give your baby enough space to stretch her arms and legs, which will help to strengthen and tone her developing muscles. You can always lay a blanket on the floor and let her wiggle about as she pleases. Check out the Baby Centre slideshow of how a baby learns to get around for a peek of what to expect next. Oh, great idea. Yeah. Did you take your baby swimming, Lucy? Yeah, my daughter loved it. But my son wasn't so keen at this age, I have to say. Oh, yeah. We did a little swimming group where they got like plunged under the water. My little one loved it. Although I have to admit, I didn't do it the second time around. And both my babies are now water babies. But we did take both of them swimming early on and had lots of fun splashing in the water. Yeah, it's brilliant fun to watch them splashing around, isn't it? And also, I remember it was quite good for getting my babies used to getting water on their faces. Just being in the water will start your baby on the road to learning to swim and help her learn about staying safe in water too. Yeah, it makes them much more confident, doesn't it, if you take them really early on? Yeah. What's happening for you? If your love life's getting back on track, (laughs) remember that it's possible to conceive this soon after birth. So your midwife has probably already mentioned contraception a few times. I know mine did. Oh, how many times did they ask? I know. It felt like, yeah, okay. Don't worry, love. Nothing's happening in the bedroom. I know. It was a bit of an intrusion, wasn't it? I remember my health officer said that they'd had a mum who'd given birth in the September, fallen pregnant again, and then given birth in the summer. So she ended up with two children in the same school year. I think the health officer probably does that like that's that old scare story that they come out every time yeah yeah and it's less likely to happen if you're breastfeeding but still possible so you'll begin to ovulate before you have your first period after the birth so it's wise to use contraception just in case unless you don't mind giving your newborn a closely aged sibling of course yeah no one thinks it will happen to them but it does oh yeah it can be a good idea to give your body a bit of a, a gap to recover though, can't it, before getting yeah. pregnant again, to replace your energy and all the nutrients you've lost during your previous pregnancy before embarking on number two. Yes, indeed. And if you're using a form of birth control that contains estrogen, such as the combined pill or the patch, it's not a good idea to start using it again if you're breastfeeding. Oh, yeah, it's because the hormone can affect the quality and quantity of your milk. So yeah. instead, you could use something without estrogen, such as the progesterone-only mini pill, implant or injection. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Or if you want to try something new, you could think about having a coil fitted. They last several years. I think quite a lot of women have a bit of a rethink, and I suppose it depends on what your plans are. Whether you're thinking of having another child soon, that sort of thing, I suppose. Yeah, I'm happy to share that I changed from the pill to the coil after my second child, as I just kept forgetting to take the pill. I was like, I just, <laughs> I need something different. I blame the lack of sleep. Yeah, and of course, there's always the good old condoms that don't interfere with your breast milk at all. Oh, yes. Too embarrassed to ask. This week's too embarrassed to ask, or more accurately, too embarrassed to say, is this is really dramatic, but I hate my partner. Now, hate is a strong word, as my mother always used to tell me, and I'm hoping that this was said in a hormonal hate surge, rather than a long-felt, deep-seated feeling. But certainly, these feelings can raise their heads around now. The baby honeymoon period is over, and the future seems to stretch out in an endless tide of sleepless nights dirty nappies and a partner who may seem incapable of finishing a job or unloading the dishwasher. (laughs) Yeah, and no doubt sleep wars will have begun. The tit for tat morning sleep off when one of you moans about your sleepless night and the other one, despite not having had to feed or wind a baby, has somehow had a worse night's sleep than you. We definitely got involved in the sleep wars. Yeah. And that lack of sleep's at the heart of it, isn't it? It's easy to get on with someone on a full night's sleep. Rational you is really nice but even you probably don't like tired, grouchy you. So your partner definitely doesn't. And if you're both tired, it's really hard for either of you to rise above it all and put a smile back on things. Yeah, so you're both left throwing your punches and suddenly the domestic chores seem to loom larger than ever. Yeah, the laundry pile makes your blood boil every time you walk past it and nothing's been moved, the steriliser's only ever sorted out by you and you completely ignore the shopping he's just come home with and the two hours previously that he held the baby for as he hasn't emptied the dishwasher. (laughs) Yeah, so we get the picture. We've all been there and having a baby means running a house together more efficiently and effectively than ever before. So how do you get back to harmonious? Oh, Claire, I think we're back to our old friend communication. So often the key when it comes to dividing household and childcare duties. Are you going to suggest they talk to each other? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but it is important, isn't it? Once you've had your baby and you're getting used to having different roles. and And the last thing you want to do is sit down and talk to them and say, look, are you going to pull your weight or what? Yeah, but you need to be clear, I think, about your new positions in being parents. Yeah, one part of the problem may be the way you think about your roles at home, like, Lucy and I are no relationship experts, are we? (laughs) No, we're not. (laughs) But the Baby Centre relationship expert has come up with some corking ideas on how to get on better when it comes to chores. So we've handpicked a bit of this advice, haven't we? And we've got five great points coming up. Okay, first off, if you feel like your partner isn't helping, it can be like it's automatically your job to raise your children and do the housework. But helping isn't the same as sharing the responsibility. No, good point. Like you could ask yourself kind of these three questions about life before your baby. Okay. Okay. So the first one is like, did you divide housework evenly or did each of you own certain tasks and do others together? Was one person's work outside the home seen as more demanding, important or lucrative than the others? And then finally, did this affect how you shared household chores? Okay, that's a good idea. So I guess those questions will make you assess your situation and talk about your concerns if you've got some. Yeah, because that's where the change is, isn't it? Which is probably where the gripe is. I know for my partner and me, it's definitely best to try to find a time when we're both feeling calm so our chat doesn't get too heated. (laughs) As you talk, think about what's bothering you the most and how you want to spend your time. When a new baby arrives, it's common for one partner's domestic workload to increase more than the others. It definitely happened with us. Yeah. Meanwhile, the other may spend more time at work and still be doing more around the house than before. 
Yeah, so many couples find they need to sit down and talk about the differences between their lives before and after parenthood. Yeah, this should help you understand that you've actually both had to give up a lot of time that you previously took for granted. And if there's something really important you want them to do, such as like emptying the bins every day, then I think it's just best to tell them. Yeah. Like, it takes all the sting out if you just ask what you want rather than kind of getting wound up that they haven't figured it out themselves. I should definitely do that. I sit there steaming about what they haven't done. I probably should just go, could you just do that? Yeah, every day. <laughs> yeah. I think as you cope with less time, you have extra new pressures and you may discover that you've each now got different priorities. Catching up on every single episode of your favourite shows may not seem as important as it once was, giving you more time to handle essential tasks. Yeah, I mean, Harry said that that's what the relationship expert said, by the way. And I reckon the episodes are still really important. <laughs> but hey, you could just be listening to podcast ones and then you can get on with like doing a chore at the same time. Yeah, how handy. about that, eh? Okay, Claire, top relationship tip number three is remember that sharing is caring. Oh, I like <laughs> rhyming. Well, yeah, because mums can breastfeed and partners can't, women often become the main carer for their baby. But many dads or partners also get involved in the care of their babies very early. They feel comfortable holding and soothing their baby and enjoy playing with them yeah and apparently it's more common for men whose partners have had a cesarean birth to be more involved in the baby's care over time because they've been stuck in during the first few days when their partner's recovering from major surgery yeah claire these partners start to feel necessary and competent early on which gives them the confidence and skills to stay involved as their babies grow yes yeah, so i suppose like if all new dads get really involved in the beginning then they're going to feel more and more confident as the baby gets older yeah. Okay, so number four, if you have the rage, you may or not like this one. It is go easy on your partner. Okay, many new parents who are learning about babies are so sensitive to suggestions or criticism that they give up and pass responsibility to their partner. It might be an idea to be aware of this and give up a little bit of control. Ah, <laughs> yeah. It feels hard. I don't think I realised until a while after I had my baby how much my husband was adjusting and how he felt quite a pressure to be the provider and carer for us. So I remember him telling me this and it not even occurred to me and actually really took me by surprise. Yeah, and there are so many changes when you have a baby. All new mums and dads need practice. What's hard for some couples is that practice time will inevitably involve their baby crying or seeming miserable. If you're the more confident parent, you may have to step back and just bite your tongue while the other partner learns, which can be quite tricky. <laughs> yeah, I remember biting my tongue. Oh yeah, I definitely bit my tongue on several occasions. <laughs> <laughs> I think your partner will figure out their own way of comforting his little one. I was definitely too controlling about how things were done first time around, particularly. I remember feeling really annoyed that he didn't pack extras in the changing bag. So no extra oh, nappies yeah. or clothes. But actually, he just needed to go out and do it and learn his own way. I do think the changing bag is another area of contention, isn't it? It's like, yeah. Oh, my God. You didn't put this yeah. in it. <laughs> if you Seeing red. <laughs> Yeah, so if you really want your partner to be involved in caring for his baby, leave the room or the house while the two of them work out their relationship. That's another bit of advice from me. Yeah, yeah, it might sound like a bit of a cop-out, but I know some couples who have ended up unhappy because the mum has always taken all the control and not let the dad in. And then later she's felt resentful of him or, or he's felt resentful of the time that he missed with his kids. So it is a really important bit of advice. Just just get out and let him get on with it sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Even if you're breastfeeding, you can feed your baby and then hand him to your partner and go out for a walk. Yeah, perfect. Uh, you'll come back refreshed. Your partner and baby will have had a chance to bond. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on to number five, spending time enjoying each other's company. Ah, yeah. So the early months of parenthood are probably making you feel as though you never have enough time to do anything. 
Even so, try as hard as you can to make time to talk to your partner often. Some couples take an evening walk together. We've done that while the baby sleeps in a buggy or sling. Other couples manage to get a babysitter so they can go out alone. Yeah, it's normal for your sex life to take a bit of a dip while you're recovering from the birth and you're getting less sleep and everything. However, you can still show affection for each other. Like, make a point of kind of holding hands or hugging each other. Just having a bit of a cuddle on the sofa. Claire, this is proper cheesy and you're going to mock me for this. Oh, God. (laughs) But I once read that if you hug for at least 20 seconds, your body's natural love hormone kicks in. (laughs) So 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 don't tell me, don't tell me. We do this. Honestly, it's so cheesy, but we do this every day. Oh, my days. It really works. Have you got like a sort of app on your phone that goes off? It's it's hug time. (laughs) No, we haven't, but we do try to do it. And it goes off after 20 seconds. Are you feeling the love hormone Stop now. Um, yeah and also remember this first stage is really short it feels like it's going to go on forever and I really didn't know when it was going to end but actually the sleepless nights are usually over by six months and they start weaning and it's all a bit less full-on so don't panic so hopefully that's helped a bit and you hate your partner a bit less (laughs) yeah let's hope so what do you expect this week This week in What to Expect Next, we're talking about getting back into exercise and how that might be best achieved if you want to. Personally, I was never a gym bunny and certainly this wouldn't have been for me pre or post birth. So firstly, don't rush trying to get into shape. Your body has done an amazing job of bringing your baby into the world, so allow it time to recover. It's not rocket science and it sounds so simple, but it's another thing putting it into practice. But yes, the key to weight loss is combining healthy eating with regular exercise. Yeah, allow yourself time to achieve change. If you do things slowly, the weight's more likely to stay off and it'll be easier for you to get fit and stay fit. Hopefully you started your pelvic floor exercises as soon as possible after giving birth. I didn't. You know, the ones where you clench up underneath like you're trying to stop weighing yourself. Yes, and if you can jump on a trampoline and do star jumps in six months' time and not wet yourself slightly, then you know (laughs) you have rocked those pelvic floor exercises. Getting out walking with your baby in her pram every day is a good idea. This will improve your circulation and give you a gentle workout. It may feel like a big effort to get yourself and your baby ready only for a short walk, but you'll feel better for it. Yes, definitely. And once you're feeling more energetic, you can raise your activity levels. If you're not sure about how much to exercise, talk to your doctor. It will also depend on how fit you were before pregnancy and birth. Aim to increase your fitness slowly until you reach the level you were at before you had your baby without stressing yourself out. You can build up to at least 30 minutes of continuous walking five days a week. Then you know you're starting to make a difference. Yeah, once you can walk comfortably for 20 minutes, start to increase your speed so you feel like you're making an effort but you aren't out of breath. Did you do this, Lucy? Probably not. (laughs) No, I didn't either. So I feel a bit bad saying it like I know it all. But like I say to my kids, do as I say and not as I do. And I did get going with the exercise a few months in as I had the added pressure of getting married 10 months after having my first child. So I think it was around the four month mark and even more so once I had given up breastfeeding around the six month mark because I found it so much easier once I was a little bit less, you know, mammary. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been great with exercise, Claire, but I'd recommend an app to to monitor how much walking you do a day i love looking at it yeah Um, this can help you be more motivated can't it if you've set yourself a target you're more likely to stick to it a good old ten thousand steps a day find an activity you enjoy joining an exercise group will keep you fit and you'll also meet other new mums most postnatal classes are designed for mums and their babies so you won't need to have to worry about childcare. You can also ask your health history about classes. They might know some that are run in the area, particularly ones that are run by health professionals. Or you could try the Guild of Pregnancy and Postnatal Instructors. 
Yeah, once I was on the fitness regime, me and my partner were not only negotiating sleep trades, but also gym passes between us. <laughs> so if I go Monday, you can go Tuesday, both desperately trying not to look like two heffalumps in the wedding photos. <laughs> if you're breastfeeding, feed your baby or express before you exercise. Moving back with full breasts can be uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A sports bra over your nursing bra will give you extra support too. Oh, and you'll feel absolutely gorgeous, all trussed up. Absolutely. (laughs) Losing weight or getting thirsty during a workout will not affect your milk supply. Your body will be able to make all the milk your baby needs. Lastly, Baby Centre has exercise videos for new mums. They're designed for you to do at home to fit easily around your baby's needs. So many exciting ways of getting fit these days. So that brings us to an end for this week. We should remind you that the podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should speak to your own doctor or health visitor if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy and look forward to Newborn Week 11 next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.